The Darkhives are a collection of the paranormal, the occult, the unusual, and the strange tales from all around this world and others. This podcast contains mature themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me again for this third file of the Dark Ives. My name is Colton, and I will be your host. If you want to be looking over your shoulder for the rest of the night, then you came to the right place. Today, we will be discussing the controversial 27 Club, what it is, what might cause it, and some of its most famous members, beginning with one Robert Johnson. But before we creep up on the topic of this episode, I would ask that you reach out to me on social media. You can find The Dark Ives on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with username at TheDarkIvesCast. And you can also check out TheDarkIves.com where my episodes will also be posted. I have also placed timestamps for each section of this episode in the show's description. The 27 Club refers to a group of famous musicians and other artists who've all died at the age of 27. It sounds harmless enough without context, but most of, if not all of the most famous in the club, died in very similar ways. Some of the most influential rock artists of all time are in the 27 Club. Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin are just a few of the members. It might seem like a far-fetched coincidence, but there are a lot of darker layers to this phenomenon. There is quite a popular conspiracy that I'm sure most of you have heard about that basically states that artists and actors and whatever kind of celebrities all sold their soul to the devil for fame and success. In many ways, most conspiracies all meet at the same path, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, orders of the most elite members of society who meet in secret to unfold their plans for the world. But don't worry, you don't have to put on your tinfoil hat today. We won't be discussing the Illuminati just yet. But a common theme that connects them is the influence of otherworldly beings. Faustian bargains with demons and gods made so that they might rise out of obscurity and into some influence. This theory is important to the 27 Club because of one major connection. Robert Johnson. While there may be other dark, mysterious, and supernatural claims about the other members, Robert Johnson was the beginning of it all. Robert Johnson was the name of the man who would eventually go on to become the first member and victim of the infamous 27 Club. Robert Johnson was an African-American man from the Deep South and probably the most famous blues singer in the world. Johnson's life was highly undocumented, so much of his story has been left up to hearsay and debate. What we do know is that he was born in Mississippi on May 8, 1911. Johnson never knew his biological father, but he lived with his stepfather in Memphis as a young man. It was in Memphis that he learned his love for music. Johnson moved around a lot in his life, but at some point he began to visit local live music venues. He would try his hand at playing, but he was noted as a laughable guitarist, being embarrassingly bad, and he was booed off stage more times than he could count and banned from playing at a lot of places. But some time before 1932, He went away for about six months and came back with an ungodly talent for the guitar. Some say he went off to find his biological father, 
and others say he went down a darker path. In his song, Crossroad Blues, Johnson recounts the day that he went to the crossroads to meet the devil and the exchange the two of them made. The significance of the crossroads in the context of selling your soul is very fascinating. Any type of pathway, barrier, or threshold holds spiritual power in many cultures. The Greek titan Hecate is a goddess of the crossroads and also a goddess of witchcraft and magic. Romanian myths say that crossroads were where vampires and witches would meet after nightfall. Papa Legba from Haitian voodoo had domain over crossroads. There was also a Germanic story of a man named Faust who grew bored in his life and sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads. Supposedly at the crossroads, Johnson went walking at night and began to play his instrument. Then the devil appeared. He appeared as a large black man, and Johnson handed him his guitar. The devil then tuned his guitar and then handed it back to Johnson, completing the transaction. But how did Johnson find out about this? How did he know this was the way to sell your soul? Well, there was a man named Tommy Johnson, of no relation to Robert, who was also a blues singer. Before Robert took his walk down the crossroads, Tommy did. Just before midnight, he went there and sold his soul to the devil, or so he said. He had always been very open about this, and supposedly the story made its way to Robert Johnson, inspiring him to do the same. Tommy Johnson didn't become a member of the 27 Club, however. He passed away at the age of 60. But here were the directions that Tommy would give, in his own words. You go to where a road crosses that way, where a crossroads is. Be sure to get there just a little before 12 that night, so you'll know you'll be there. You have your guitar and be playing a piece there by yourself. A big black man will walk up there and take your guitar and he'll tune it. And then he'll play a piece and hand it back to you. That's the way I learned how to play anything I want. After the alleged meeting between Robert and the devil, Johnson returned home and began to play very successfully at the venues that once turned him away, and he amassed a very loyal following. He made a name for himself, and he began his music career. In his career, his music was known for being very controversial. Many of his songs were about the devil, death, and damnation. Here are just a few of his songs' titles. Crossroad Blues, Me and the Devil Blues, Hellhound on My Trail, Preaching Blues, in parentheses, Up Jump the Devil. On August 16, 1938, Robert Johnson was found dead at the age of, you guessed it, 27. No formal autopsy was done, so the cause of death remains a mystery to this day. But the legend of the 27 Club didn't begin until much later. And in between 1969 and 1971, four major deaths would flip the music world over on its head. Brian Jones, the founder of the Rolling Stones, died under mysterious circumstances on July 3, 1969, at the age of 27. Leading up to his death, he had been dismissed from the Stones due to his continuing drug problem, his severe mood swings, and his growing number of arrests. He had basically alienated himself from everyone. About midnight, Jones went for a swim with his Swedish girlfriend, Anna Bolin and another friend, Mr. Frank Thurgood. After time, Mr. Thurgood 
and the girl went back to the house. When they returned, they saw Jones at the bottom of the pool and they pulled him out. He was found at the bottom of a pool, like the clip said, but many people have been suspicious whether he was killed. His official death ruling stated, drowning by immersion in fresh water associated with severe liver dysfunction caused by fatty degeneration and ingestion of alcohol and drugs. So he might have been pushed by his girlfriend, his friend, or maybe he was pushed by something rather than someone. Hopefully the devil had some sympathy for him. The music community was deeply affected by this, and Jones's death was referenced in music and in poetry multiple times, including future 27 Club member Jim Morrison. The next major death would happen just over a year later. On September 18, 1970, Jimi Hendrix was pronounced dead at St. Mary Abbott's Hospital at the age of 27. Hendrix was an American guitarist, singer, and songwriter. He created songs like All Along the Watchtower, Purple Haze, and Voodoo Child. Posthumously, Rolling Stone magazine named him the greatest guitarist of all time in 2003. Cause of death, asphyxia while intoxicated with barbiturates. But Hendrix had actually predicted his death. Once during a tarot reading in Morocco, the death card appeared for him, and he told a friend that he knew he would die before 30. And once again, only two days before his passing, he had told another friend that he was almost gone. His girlfriend at the time of his death had stated that she believes he was poisoned and that a powerful group was involved, her believing it to be the Mafia. Many of his fans and peers have speculated that foul play was involved. Hendrix had also been rumored to have sold his soul to the devil for his skill. Just over two weeks later, Rock had lost another legend. Janis Joplin died at the age of 27. She was found on the floor of her hotel room, and the autopsy revealed she had overdosed while using heroin. However, Janis Joplin's friend and sometimes girlfriend, Peggy Caserta, believed differently. Caserta said, The truth is she didn't overdose. I will go to my grave believing that. God knows I've been there several times. Joplin had songs such as Me and Bobby McGee and Peace of My Heart, among many others. These two deaths so close together made music fans start to piece together the beginning of what would later become the 27 Club Conspiracy. On the two-year anniversary of Brian Jones' death, Jim Morrison of The Doors passed away. He was 27. At the time of death, he was with his girlfriend Pamela Corson in Paris. She found him dead in the bathtub. With no formal autopsy being performed, his death was ruled as a heart attack. However, many believe it was caused by an overdose. Sources came out later and claimed that he had actually passed away in the bathroom of a Parisian nightclub and his body was brought back up to the hotel room where his quote-unquote mysterious death was staged. However, I do not believe this has been confirmed. But oddly enough, his girlfriend, Pamela Corson, would also go on to die at age 27. Over 20 years after rock and roll had lost four of its legends in just a two-year span, it lost another, 
Seattle's Kurt Cobain is dead of an apparent suicide. The body of Nirvana's lead singer and songwriter was found today in a guest cottage at his Seattle home. The medical examiner says he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. A suicide note was found nearby. This brings to an end an incredible career that spanned just a few short years. A career with superstar status, fame, and fortune. It seemed that Kurt Cobain had everything going for him. On April 5, 1994, Nirvana's Kurt Cobain lost his battle with mental health and died by suicide at the age of 27. Nirvana was at the forefront of the grunge movement. It was the grunge movement in rock at the time and really resonated with a lot of American youth and still resonates with them to this day. Cobain is remembered fondly and is recognized as a legend in the music industry. After his death is when the term 27 Club began to be used. He had escaped from his rehab facility and secretly flew back to his hometown of Seattle, Washington a week before his death. He left a suicide note and in it, he had said he had lost all excitement and passion for listening to and creating music. He ended this note with, I don't have the passion anymore, and so remember, it is better to burn out than fade away. Cobain's wife, Courtney Love, had hired a private investigator, Tom Grant, to find him while he went missing. But ironically, Grant has stated multiple times that he believes it was his client, Courtney Love, that had killed him even going as far to create a documentary about the case from his understanding. This documentary was titled Soaked in Bleach. But many people do believe that Love was responsible or somehow involved in his death. Another mysterious passing. July 23, 2011. Singer Amy Winehouse was found dead. The 27-year-old singer was behind such hits as Valerie, Back to Black, and Rehab, the song that explained her feelings about her alcohol <laughs> the song that explained her feelings about her alcohol abuse. She fought a long battle with alcoholism, but eventually succumbing to her disease and dying from alcohol poisoning. What separates Amy Winehouse from the rest of the victims are is that she knew she would be next. I've actually found an article from the Irish Examiner in 2008 about it that I'd like to share. It goes, Troubled singer Amy Winehouse is terrified she will join the 27 Club, the tragic group of rock stars who died in their prime. The rehab hitmaker has fought a public battle against drink and drug addictions and last month spent time in hospital after suffering an adverse reaction to medication. Now a former aide to the 25-year-old has lifted the lid on her fears, insisting the singer is obsessed with her own mortality. Alex Haynes, Winehouse's formal personal assistant, also estimates the star spent up to 3,500 pounds a week feeding her drug habit. And Haynes is adamant Winehouse has a fear that she will die at the age of 27, joining other legendary rock stars including The Doors frontman Jim Morrison, Rolling Stones star Brian Jones, and Nirvana rocker Kurt Cobain. He adds, She reckoned she would join the 27 club of rock stars who died at that age. She told me, I have a feeling I'm gonna die young. Spooky stuff.
While researching for this episode, I came across a lot of other stories about the devil and music that I thought might be relevant. The devil has been associated with music for a very long time. One story is that of Niccolo Paganini, who was rumored to have made a pact with a demon for his skill on the violin. It would be such a compliment <laughs> if you didn't actually sell your soul for your skill and you were just that good that people thought you did. So if you didn't, I can only assume you take it as a compliment. Anyways, Paganini was born in October of 1872 in Genoa, Italy. He was a prodigy on the violin and quickly became considered to be one of the greatest to ever use the instrument. He was a sickly gaunt man who was very thin and dressed mostly in black. He, like the many others that we've discussed today, had problems with alcohol and addiction. He had multiple addictions and it was taking him down a darker and darker path. But he began to get a name for himself as a musician in northern Italy, and due to his skill, Pope Leo XII gave him the Order of the Golden Spur the Catholic equivalent of a knighthood. This would give him the ability and power to tour around Europe. When he was performing on his tour, rumors began to spread. Of course, the rumor that he had sold his soul was one, and another is that sometimes you could see the devil help him play as if guiding his hands behind him. He was also known to move around the stage in very unnatural, contorting ways. He often wouldn't use sheet music as well, only playing from memory. His posture, movements, and style in general would later become the norm by many fellow violinists. He was just playing it in a whole different way, and it was working. Paganini went on to die at the age of 57 on May 27, 1840. He had actually refused the priest who attempted to read him his last rites, and due to the rumors about him, he wasn't allowed to be buried in his church's graveyard. The next story is that of Giuseppe Tartini. Tartini was a very popular and very well-respected Baroque composer. He had a unique experience one night that would change his life forever. In his own words, One night in the year 1713, I dreamed I had made a pact with the devil for my soul. Everything went as I wished. My new servant anticipated my every desire. Among other things... I gave him my violin to see if he could play. How great was my astonishment on hearing a sonata so wonderful and so beautiful, played with such great art and intelligence as I had never even conceived in my boldest flights of fantasy. I felt enraptured, transported, enchanted. My breath failed me, and I awoke. I immediately grasped my violin in order to retain, in part at least, the impression of my dream. In vain. The music which I at this time composed is indeed the best that I ever wrote, and I still call it the devil's trill, but the difference between it and that which so moved me is so great that I would have destroyed my instrument and have said farewell to music forever if it had been possible for me to live without the enjoyment it affords me. So basically, he dreamed that he sold his soul to the devil, and the devil played him a song on the violin. Tartini tried his best to remember how it went and how it was played so he could copy it when he woke up, but what he created never lived up to the original, saying, So inferior to what I had heard, that if I could have subsisted on other means, I would have broken my violin and abandoned music forever. Here is a clip of what became known as the Devil's Trill Sonata. Thank you. 
I'm not trying to cover this to contribute to the satanic panic, and I don't want to assume that you can actually sell your soul. I don't know if you can, or that any of the mentioned deceased would have. But it truly is a strange thing. Maybe it was the mafia, some powerful group, and not the devil. Maybe they all had plans for these artists, and that was just in it. But many rock stars and celebrities, or people who use creative minds, seem to often have drug-related issues. There's a correlation there, as all of the listed members died in similar ways. Maybe that's why they seem to go so young. It's a side effect of the culture and their lifestyles. I think there is some type of connection, even if it isn't supernatural. Maybe they were all victims of separate crimes. It is strange that most of the deaths here have been considered mysterious and rumored to have foul play. <laughs> Whatever the case, the tragic losses of these musicians and countless others have deeply impacted our culture and in more ways than one. Rest in peace to all of the dead that we discussed here today. That is all I have for you this time. Thank you again for joining me on our descent into the dark eyes. If you would like more content or to hear about future episodes, feel free to reach out to me on my TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram. Username at the dark eyes cast. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on to support the dark eyes so I can continue to put out as much content as I can. Let me know what creepy things you'd like to see covered, and if you have your own personal paranormal story, I'd love to hear that as well. Next week, we will be discussing haunting stories about the World Wide Web. So, until next time, cover your windows, lock your doors, and I'll see you on the other side. Ha 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 